0: This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. And invite your family, invite your friends, invite people that need to hear about Jesus to celebrate Christmas, all right? I'm actually gonna take up tithes and offerings at the end. Um, And tonight we're gonna talk about some subject that's near and dear to my heart. And we're gonna talk about how God is Faithful. God is faithful. He's faithful when it looks great on the outside. He's faithful in the joyous times. He's faithful when it looks bleak. He's faithful in the times where we can barely see in front of us to take the next step. God is faithful. And if you're taking notes tonight, the title of the message is going to be Stones of Remembrance. And all throughout the Bible, we see stories of how God was faithful to our heroes of the faith. I mean you think of Joseph and how God gave him a dream and God was faithful to Joseph when he was in the pit and he was faithful to Joseph whenever he was in Potiphar's house and he was faithful to Joseph whenever he was in prison all the way up until Joseph saw that dream fulfilled all those years later. Think about David. David was anointed king but he didn't walk as the king for 13 years but all through that time, when Saul was trying to kill him, when he was running and hiding in the cave, when he was going through what happened at Ziklag and everything was taken from him all at once, through it all, God was faithful. God was faithful to the disciples. He was faithful to Peter and to James and to John. Even after Jesus left the earth and went back to heaven, he was faithful to those apostles. And their numbers grew and they increased and the Holy Spirit brought them more followers, more followers, more followers, that needed to know about Jesus. God's been faithful through the Bible. And if you remember when God promised Abraham, he said, Abraham, I'm gonna bless you. And this land is gonna belong to your descendants. And at that time, Abraham didn't have any descendants. But God brought Abraham a son. God was faithful. And all throughout history, we see the Israelites leaning on the faithfulness of God. Until around 500 years after God makes that promise to Abraham and he said, your descendants will inherit this land, we see Joshua. And Joshua is ready to take his first steps into the promised land with the children of Israel following behind him. And the first place that they come to is the Jordan River. And if they cross the Jordan River, then they're going to be in the promised land beginning to conquer and take ground. But the children of Israel can't cross the, the Jordan River. And so God does something that he had done for his servant Moses, and he parts the waters, parts the waters of the Jordan River. And all of the Israelites get to walk across the Jordan River on dry ground. And I love that God just, it's like a nod to himself. Like, remember when I did this for Moses? Remember when all of you walked across on dry ground? I did it then, I'll do it again for you. And we're gonna pick up right here in Joshua chapter four. And in Joshua chapter four, what's happened before this is that the Lord has told Joshua time and time and time again, he has to repeat himself, Joshua, be strong and very courageous for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And Moses has just died and Joshua's become the leader. They come to the, the Jordan River, the river parts, they walk across on dry ground and here's what it says in verse 19. Joshua chapter four, verse 19. It says, the people crossed the Jordan River on the 10th day of the first month, then they camped at Gilgal, just east of Jericho. Now you know Jericho, that's the very first city that they took when they went into the Promised Land. And that's where the Lord told them, march around the walls six days, once, once a day, and on the seventh day, march around seven times. And after the seventh time, blow the trumpet and shout, and then the Lord crumbled the walls of Jericho, right? We're talking about how God is faithful. So this is just before all that happens. In verse 20, it says, it was there that at Gilgal that Joshua piled up the 12 stones taken from the Jordan River. And You say, what in the world are these stones? Well, when the children of Israel walked across the Jordan River on dry ground, the Lord told Joshua to get one man from each of the 12 tribes of Israel and to instruct them while they crossed the Jordan River to reach down and pick up a stone and carry it across with them. So they've each one, they've got 12 stones, and then it says that Joshua gathered them up, verse 22, or verse 21. Then Joshua said to the Israelites, in the future, your children will ask, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, this is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the river right before your eyes, and he kept it dry until you were all across just as he did at the Red Sea when he, dried it, when he dried it up until we had all crossed over. He did this so all the nations of the earth might know that the Lord's hand is powerful, and so you might fear the Lord your God forever. So when they're in the midst of going through some stuff, how many of us have gone through some stuff in our lives? God says, while you're going through it, I want you to reach down and pick up a stone. And when you get across, you're gonna pile these stones up and make a monument so that every time you look at that pile of stones, you're reminded of the faithfulness of God. You're reminded that he came through for you when you needed him the most. And then when your children ask, Dad, why in the world do we have this pile of rocks sitting here? You tell them, because God is faithful. And let me remind you of the story of how he brought us across to the promised land, how he fulfilled his promise to our forefather Abraham. God is faithful. And that's what the stones of remembrance are. It's a monument to the faithfulness of God. Each one of us in our lives, there's things that we can look back on and see that God has been faithful. There's a song that I really like. I heard it at a conference one time and it's, it's a, a band called Fellowship Creative and the song is called, excuse me, the song is called Faithful. Here's some of the lyrics to that song. It says though the road is long and broken I will sing from a heart that's full. I could write the book on your wonders through the storm you are faithful. It says hallelujah oh what a savior you have been for you were faithful then and you are faithful now and you'll be faithful to the end. And that's what those stones remind us of. Go ahead and turn over to Joshua chapter 21. So throughout this time, that was before they had fought anybody. The children of Israel walked across the Jordan River and then they went to Jericho and you remember that at Jericho, they experienced great victory at the hand of the Lord, right? Did you know that the very next city they went to conquer, their enemies defeated them because one of the Israelites had disobeyed the Lord and had kept sacred things for himself and so they were defeated because they disobeyed the Lord. So they've already experienced triumph and victory and joy and now they experience defeat and hardship and questioning. God, did you really call us out here just so we could get defeated? They later defeat those enemies. Joshua and the children of Israel in in this, this time, they experience joy and they experience pain. They experience peace and they experience hardship. They have all of these different seasons that they go through in their lives. But Joshua leads them well and continues to remind them of the faithfulness of God. And in Joshua 21, this is towards the very end of Joshua's life. And in verse 43, it says, so the Lord God gave to Israel all the land he had sworn to give to their ancestors and they took possession of it and they settled there. This promise that he made 500 years prior to Abraham That was the day that he fulfilled that promise. They settled in the land that he promised. In verse 44, it says, and the Lord gave them rest on every side just as he had solemnly promised to their ancestors. None of their enemies could stand against them for the Lord helped them conquer all their enemies. Listen really carefully to verse 45. This is gonna encourage us tonight. Not a single one of all the good promises of the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. Every word spoken out of the mouth of God came to pass. Every promise he gave was fulfilled and the Israelites finally had rest on every side. Now, there was still a process that they went through. The Lord still walked them through different seasons See, if he just would have given them the promised land as soon as they came across out of Egypt, they wouldn't have served him, they wouldn't have followed him. But he knows and he has a plan. And whether it looks like it or not, and whatever you feel like, whether you feel like it or not, God is faithful every time. In my life, I have some of these stones of remembrance. There's things in my life that when I look back on and I see pictures or, and I remember the situation, It's a stone that's set up as a monument in my heart that reminds me of the faithfulness of God. One of the first stones of remembrance that I have is the very first car that I owned myself. And it was this little white, I think it was a 1993 model Jeep Grand Cherokee. There it is. My wife called it the little white Jeep when we first started dating. And this is a stone of remembrance for me. Because my parents have nine kids, you know, and I'm the oldest, and so they made this amazing plan where we're gonna buy Evan a car when he gets his driver's license. And I was like, yes. And then they said, and as soon as brother number two turns 16, we're taking the car away from Evan and he's on his own. Dang it. And so the way that it worked out, I got the car taken away from me right before I went to college. And I went to college in Leveland, but I still lived in Lubbock, and so I needed to drive to Leveland four days a week. I don't know of any bus route that goes from Lubbock to Leveland. Maybe they have one, I wasn't aware of it. And so I needed a vehicle. I didn't have any money. I like, just started working, I didn't have any money. I couldn't afford a down payment on a loaf of bread. I could not afford a car. And so I remember praying to the Lord and asking, Lord, I don't know what to do. I have no, I have no idea. Now, my mom tells me, I didn't know this until like years later, but she says she was this close to like, she just felt so bad for her son. He really needed a car, and she said she was this close to just being like, whatever, we're just gonna put it on a credit card, we're just gonna get him a car so he can get to school, but she's glad that she didn't do that. I'm glad that she didn't do that, because this became a stone of remembrance for me, and so I need this car. I don't know what I'm gonna do, and I'm praying and asking the Lord, and I get a phone call one day, and a man from the church says, I'm sorry, I've actually delayed, but the Lord's been speaking to me and he's told me to give you my Jeep. And this was like the car he was driving. It wasn't an extra car he had lying around. And he said, I'll I'll be over in a few minutes and I'll hand you the keys. And he drove this little white Jeep to my house and he handed me the keys. And from that moment on, I have never once doubted that God would provide for me. Whenever I, I went through things with my family, whenever I started like supporting my wife and my children. I I never worried about finances or provision because I have this stone of remembrance that I serve a God who's been faithful to me. There's another stone of remembrance in my life. This next picture is my family at our dinner table at our house. I think this particular time was like Valentine's dinner. We set it up all nice and everybody dressed up. But when I think of this one situation that happened at my dinner table, it's a stone of remembrance that my God is the healer. And I remember I, I, we were eating roses, like one of those big platters. You can buy a family platter. We're sitting around the table, and I love spicy things. And so there's, they have the roasted jalapenos in the, in the box, you know. And so I pick it up, take a bite of one. I'm gonna eat it with my nachos. And I can take it, okay? I like the hot stuff. This jalapeno was from the pit of hell. I'm telling you. <laughs> it was un. Unbelievable, it was so spicy. So my eyes start watering immediately. My throat, my mouth, my lips are on fire. I like can't breathe. And then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, the heat of the jalapeno gave me instant like violent hiccups. And I am struggling. Like every two seconds I'm hiccuping and I'm like can't breathe that well and I can't eat any more food. I'm like, I gotta get milk. I'll drink a vat of oil right now if that'll help. I just need relief. And so Ellie, she was five at the time, and she's, you know, looking at me with these big old wide eyes like, what in the world devil needs to be cast out of dad right now? <laughs> so she looks at my wife and she says, mommy, I think we need to pray for daddy. And my wife's like, okay, sis, go ahead. And so she comes over, she gets out of her chair, she walks over to my chair, she lays her hand on my shoulder and she says, dear Jesus, please heal my daddy from that, the, the spicy mouth and these crazy coughs. <laughs> Instantly, I quit hiccuping, my mouth quits burning, which I've had chemical burns from jalapenos on my hands before, and I had to call poison control because it lasted so long. Instantly, my mouth quits burning, my lips quit hurting, I stop hiccuping, I'm completely fine. And you cannot tell me that God's not the healer. Look, it's so simple, and I'm like, when I first shared this story, I was like, I feel really stupid sharing this because I'm telling people that I got healed from hiccups, right? But it happened to me. My five-year-old daughter laid hands on me and prayed in the name of Jesus and the thing that I was struggling with was instantly resolved. You can't tell me that God's not the healer. And so that situation, I think of that, I can see that whole situation in my mind. When I close my eyes, I can see my daughter getting up from her seat and coming around and laying her hand on me. And that memory is a stone of remembrance for me. There's another stone of remembrance in my, my life. And when my son was born, when he was, my wife was pregnant with him, the Lord told us to name him Levi. And it's because the Levites were that tribe of Israel that all the other tribes, they got an inheritance of land and, and wealth, right? the Levites, their inheritance was the Lord. He said, I'll be your inheritance. And they were the ones who went out first in battle, and they're the ones who, they brought their instruments. Like nowadays, we don't send the musicians out first, okay? They're probably the ones at the back in skinny jeans. But that's what they did. They sent the musicians out first in battle, and they would play their instruments, and the Lord would bring victory to the Israelites. And so we knew that Levi would be a worshiper. Well, I've shared this story before, but when he was two years old, we had a health scare with Levi and we thought we were gonna lose him. And it was just a brief second, but for that sent me into a spiral and I struggled and I struggled and I struggled with worrying about my kids. I would worry that they weren't gonna be okay. I would worry that they were gonna die. I would worry about them over and over until I was at a conference one day. And I'm worshiping the Lord at this conference and I'm surrounded by other pastors and leaders And just in worship, I'm lifting my hands like this and just singing, I don't remember what the song was. And the Lord showed me a vision. And the vision that he showed me was my son, as an adult, standing on the stage with the guitar, leading worship in front of all those people. And I don't worry about my kids anymore. When those thoughts, when those feelings come, I know that my God's faithful. I know that my God's the one who called my son to do whatever it is that he's gonna do and my God will protect and, will pr- and watch over my children. I don't have to worry about it. And so that became that memory that when I see that vision that the Lord gave me, it's a memory, it's a stone of remembrance that God is faithful. I want you to turn to Psalm chapter 91. You know, we're going through a lot. All of us are. Our world is going through a lot. Our nation is going through a lot. There's things that we can hear on social media or on the news, and it brings fear. My wife told me the other day, that she's like, Did you hear about the. So I don't get on social media, so I don't hear about anything. She has to tell me if I'm going to learn something. So, did you hear about the. There's a new virus in China, and they're saying it's going after kids, it's causing pneumonia. For a brief second, my, my body, my mind wants to be afraid. Like, well, what if that comes here? I have three kids. That wouldn't be good. No, my God's faithful. My God is faithful. See, there's something, I guess there's a dog flu going around in Lubbock where your dog gets sick if it goes outside. I don't know, but God's faithful. Remember all the COVID scare and everything that's happened and we're, we live in fear at times, but God is faithful and I love Psalms 91. This is what got me through a lot of the struggle all through that COVID season and worrying about my kids and all of those different things, Psalm 91 really carried me through. And in verse four it says, he will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. So when the enemy comes against you and says, you need to be afraid of all these things coming up. No, my faith, my God's faithful promises are my armor and my protection. Verse five says, do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrows that that fly by day. Do not dread that disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. The faithful promises of God. And in Lamentations, I'm not gonna turn there, but Lamentations chapter three, verse 22 and 23 it says that his mercies are new every morning. It says, great is your faithfulness. When Jeremiah wrote this, he was going through a terrible time in his life. But he says, great is your faithfulness. And for each one of us tonight, no matter what we're going through, my prayer is that we can stand and say, my God is good. Great is his faithfulness. And I see two people in the room right now who maybe they shouldn't even be here. And what I feel like the Lord wants us to do tonight is there some of you that have had a testimony of God's faithfulness to you. Some of you already have those stones of remembrance that you look back in your life and you say, nobody can tell me otherwise. My God is faithful. And so I had them set this mic up for me Now, when you uh, let people come up and give their testimony, uh, it's it's kind of dangerous. Oh no, the battery's low. I may need a different one. Uh, But I really feel like that this is what the Lord has for us tonight. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, it says that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And in Acts chapter 10, verse 34 says that, that God's no respecter of persons. It says that God does not show partiality. He doesn't show favoritism. You know what that means? It means that if he did it for me, if he provided for me, if he healed me, if he healed my mind and helped me to trust in him, then he'll do it for you too. And so if you have a testimony of God's faithfulness, now let me just kind of set the groundwork here. This isn't, you know, look at me, look what I did. We're gonna brag on God tonight. And so just come spend one minute, just tell us the short version and we'll give you know, four or five people a chance to come and do this. But if there's something that God's done in your life and he's been faithful, I want you to come and share it with us. I want for our testimony tonight to be what helps us to overcome the enemy. I knew she would come. That's what I'm talking about, Miss Vicki. I can't wait till y'all hear Miss Vicky's testimony because this is a really good one. Short and sweet, I like that too. And if anybody else, y'all come too. If you, if there's something on your heart, we'll just kind of line up here on the side. I'm making Miss Jenny's life hard by coming down here, but that's okay. Miss Vicky, I didn't know you were coming tonight, but I'm so glad to see you. I
1: said, if I can go to George's and eat a meal, I can come to
0: the house of the Lord. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Tell them what's, what's going on with you, Miss Vicky.
1: The Sunday after... Thanksgiving that Sunday morning I was here in church and encouraging people and praying people and by that evening a blood clot hit, my, hit me and I had a heart attack you want to talk about the faithfulness of God the faithfulness of God I should in reality I should not be here but God's not done with me yeah. He still has work for me to do. And thank you for all you who prayed. I know there's other people. I know Sammy has been through the same thing. We, we should, we're we buddies now. <laughs> but when you have 100% blockage, 100%, and you're waiting to get into the cath lab because somebody else is having a heart attack, and you're just going, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. God's faithfulness. That's all I can say. It's God's faithfulness.
0: Amen. Who else has a testimony of God's faithfulness? Come share it with us. As, as you're coming, as you're coming, uh, she sent in an email to the church that you, know, we, you can do prayer requests online. And it wasn't a prayer request, it was a praise report. But she said that the type of heart attack that she had and the type of blockage is the most, the, the, the type or the type of blockage that most commonly takes people's life. But God is faithful.
2: So, November 2022, I get called in at work and they lay me off. And it was a gut punch. And the Lord and I have had a deal professionally. As soon as I got out of college, He said, You will never apply for a job. And I said, Okay. And you know, at 22, you think, Okay, God, I'm not 22 anymore. (laughs) And so, God has been faithful and he's always provided a job. Well, last year I am laid off and many of you, it was very interesting because I stood up here and I agreed with tens of 20 of 30 of you looking for jobs. And you didn't know that at that time I was standing on the faithfulness, God, I've had these stones. And he said, I'm gonna take care of you. Don't apply for a job. So I didn't apply for any jobs, I was obedient, and two jobs opened to me, and I thought, by January 1 of 2023, I will have a job, God will take care of it, and you know what, both of those jobs, I went through five interviews with both, they both called me, and on the same day, on January 22nd of this year, they both called within 20 minutes of each other and said, we've decided to restructure, Um, we're not gonna have those positions anymore. And it was a gut punch. I don't know if you've ever been cut from a team. I never had. This was the first time that I was like, God, what are you doing? And it was the most beautiful five months of my life that I really don't ever wanna go through again, but that I treasure, right? And I'm so grateful because God burned some things off of me and softened some edges. And in March, a man in town that I have the most high regard for just the most high regard for. He called me out of the blue and said, let's get coffee. And I said, let's do it. And we had coffee and within two weeks, he offered me a job that I didn't understand what it was. And I didn't know, but God gave me peace and said, do it. And so now I get to be over and I get to manage and I get to hold a mantle over an organization that I'm so humbled. Because the gifts and the talents and all the different jobs that God brought me through, it was for this job. The five different positions that I've gone through, I tell people I'm a Swiss army knife when it comes to my professional career. God has changed me five different careers, not jobs, careers. Y'all would laugh at the things God has put me in. But you know why? It was for this moment. And it was for what he's having me steward right now. And so I'm telling you right now, if you are trusting God and you're in the middle and you're like, God, you told me to wait, I'm going to encourage you, wait. You wait and you hold fast and you hold tight to the scriptures Pastor Evan is saying, because his promises are true and it's not about you. It's actually about everybody else that God wants to work through you and bless them.
0: Yep, absolutely. Thank you. Who else wants to come share a testimony of the faithfulness of God? This is my only sister. She, lived, she grew up with eight brothers, so bless you.
3: Yeah, people always ask if it was like growing up like a princess, and I'm like, does Cinderella count? <laughs> Anyways, um, so uh, back in uh, 2015, I was 22, and the Lord encouraged me to start a foster care journey, and so I, I did that for about uh, seven and a half years, and learned a lot about the faithfulness of God and being a single mom, learning a lot about the faithfulness of God and doing it day in and day out by yourself um, and learning that the Lord is your help in every season. And I remember um, I was working for an organization and my supervisor was really just emotionally abusive and it was a really hard environment to be in. And I kept asking the Lord, can I leave? Can I leave? Can I leave? And he kept saying, you can leave, but not with my blessing. And I was like, then I'm not gonna leave. But as soon as the cloud moves, I I will jump ship, you better believe. So it was right around Christmas of 2019 and the Lord said, you can go. So I had my two weeks resignation letter typed up, ready to go, put it on my supervisor's desk and he said, where are you going? And I said, I don't know, but the Lord gave me permission to leave, so I'm going. And so the Lord said, uh, he told me, like Amanda, he said, don't look for a job, I'm gonna send for you like I sent for David in the fields, hold fast. So I was unemployed for eight weeks as a single mom, I had saved, my daughter and I had moved into a one bedroom apartment so that I could afford a down payment on a house, and I wiped out my savings um, not having a job, but went through a really sweet season of healing with the Lord. And then right at the seven week mark, uh, my current employer called me and he said, I can't shake the feeling, I think I'm supposed to hire you, but you're not qualified. And I said, I'll learn the job, Like, go ahead and put me in it. Uh, So I'm still there, I've been there for almost four years, um, I'm a daycare director and I learned how to do it and then I learned how to do it during COVID and then I learned how to do it again after COVID and I'm now overseeing a, a place that is flourishing not because of what I can do but because of what the Lord can do through submission and me saying yes to him. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, and just because he can at the end of 2020 when all of the houses were going for 10,000 over asking price and all the things, the Lord replenished miraculously because my job, I took a pay cut, but He miraculously replenished my savings. I was able to put a down payment on the house. I got it at asking price when there were 15 other offers that were above asking price. And the man said, I don't know why, but the Lord said to give it to you, so it's yours. So I got it at asking price, and like the Lord brought me my son through foster care. Like it's just been a really sweet season of what it looks like when you say, you can have my yes no matter what the outcome is. You can have my yes in every season. And just watching what the Lord will do with your yes and turn it into something that is beyond what you could ever think, imagine, and just being able to look back and say like, I can do it again. Like if the Lord were to ask me today to quit my job with two kids who fully depend on me, I would do it in a heartbeat because I know he's faithful and I know he'll do it again.
0: So I realized that there's stories like those all in this room, but then there's also stories of people who are waiting on the faithfulness of God. And so if that's you, and, and you would say, I, "I need a touch of a reminder today of the faithfulness of God. If you say, I, "I'm going through it right now." I'm like, these people have talked about all the different things that they've gone through and now they're on the other side. I'm not on the other side yet. And you want us to lay hands on you and just pray for you and pray the peace of God and just that, that we would be able to help you set up those stones of remembrance so that you can look and remember the faithfulness of God. If everybody would just stand up on their feet and if that's you and you say, I, I'm going through it and I just need a touch of God tonight, would you just come down to the front and let us pray over you and lay hands on you? I'm believing that God's gonna restore your heart, that he's gonna restore your peace, that he's gonna restore that, that trust and that faith in him. Chris, thanks for coming. Jelly, thanks for coming. We can get some of you to come lay hands on. If you're on a prayer team, come lay hands on these guys. Is there anybody else that just wants a touch of God tonight? Just says, I just, I just need to be reminded about the faithfulness of God. Church family, would you guys just stretch out your hands towards them? Lord, we pray for each one of these people down here at the altar right now. Lord, you know their story. God, in Genesis chapter 16, you revealed to Hagar that your name is El-Roi. That means you're the God who sees us. And so, God, I thank you that for each one of them that you're the God who sees them. That just like you told Joshua that you never would leave him, you'd never forsake him. Lord, I thank you that you you were there every step of the way, and I thank you that for each one of us, you've been there the whole time, that you were faithful then and you are faithful now and you'll be faithful to the end. So Lord, as everyone down here is going through something right now, Lord, I pray that you would fill them with your kindness, that you would fill them with the touch of your presence. Lord, that you would strengthen them like your word says, that in our weakness, you're made strong, that your power's made perfect in our weakness. Lord, I pray that you would just stand beside them and that you would be their strong tower. And Lord, that your faithful promises would be their armor and would be their protection and would be their shield. Lord, thank you that you haven't left us as orphans, but Lord, that we're adopted into your family and that we are called sons and daughters of God. Lord, I thank you that you're moving in these situations represented by these people here, that if it's healing, that you're the healer, if it's provision, that you're the provider, if it's breakthrough, Lord Jesus, that you're the one who sets us free, Lord, that you are are all in all, you're the all-sufficient one, and we trust in you, we recognize that you're always faithful and always good, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at FaithChurchLubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.